And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the Beast. Podcast of the Beast, indeed. How you doing, Nesbitt? Good. Fantastic. Get into some B-sides of the Beast. Do some B-sides? We're back yep. on the B-sides. B-sides. So we did two episodes already on mm. B-sides. Maiden has a whole bunch of B-sides and unreleased, not unreleased, but non-album tracks. Yeah. And we're kind of going through all the albums and live albums and stuff. I feel like we should be covering all the Maiden songs. By the time we're done this podcast, we should have everything covered. Yes. So we got to get into these B-sides. You know, some of them are good, some of them aren't. So we went through two episodes already a long time ago. Yeah, what how, What was the structure there? Did we do? Did we work off the best of the B-sides? So yeah, I have that CD right here, actually. It's uh, Iron Maiden, Best of the B-sides. And we went through the whole CD1 in two episodes. Okay. So today, we're going to start on CD2. We're not actually... I'm not doing this like as an album. I'm just kind of using this as a guide to like give some sort of like structure rather than just picking yeah. random B-sides. So eventually we will get to a worst of the B-sides. Yeah. The excluded B-sides. So the, we get the C-sides. Yeah. We got through uh these there's a bunch of B-sides there's like Massacre which is their best B-side I think. It's a thin Lizzie cover. That's yeah. not on the CD but I definitely want to cover. I know they did like Space Trucking on this Deep Purple compilation virus on best of the beast yeah like if we don't cover it somehow we're not gonna cover it so we'll throw that into like yeah virus doesn't really feel like a b-side yeah. though it's not really it's a non-album track okay it only came out on a compilation yeah. and there's a whole bunch of really crappy b-sides Bayswater ain't a bad place to be i don't know if you've ever heard that but we're not gonna yeah. cover it today but eventually we're gonna all these non-album tracks we're gonna cover yeah. so we're just grabbing a bunch of them today we're going to go through a few more. Yeah, poor old Blaze, the virus. And then we got a couple here, which could have been on X Factor. We'll get to a little yeah. later. If yeah. we get to him in this one. I don't think we'll get the, to him in this one. Yeah, another on the second part of the B sets. The second part of the second disc, because there's a ton of them. But yeah. um, There's a lot of B sides, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they kind of oscillate between summer covers. You know, there's a scattered, like, the you know, the the, the few Blaze tracks. Most, those mostly horrible it's not, joke songs that there's Bruce does. A few yeah. joke songs. And then there's live covers, which I think yeah. are great. Yeah. Although, depending on where they fit relative to live albums. So. Yeah. Some yeah. of the B-sides are pretty lame. Remember Sheriff of Huddersfield? Yeah. Blackbird Blues. Something like, I wanted I to know. like so much because of the tour shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but I don't know. People, yeah. this is good because... If you listen to our podcast, we're always like Maiden, 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 so awesome, and yeah. I feel like we're just talking about how awesome Maiden is, how awesome Maiden is all the time. Yeah. And now we can actually criticize something, but you have yeah. to dig pretty deep to find like bad Maiden. Yeah, and, uh, these I, are some bad yeah, Maiden songs. I think we do. We are good at criticizing. Like we, we when we get into an album, yeah, we do true. find the few weak spots. Yeah. But it's it's almost like we don't want to provide too much fodder for our enemies. You know, to be like, <laughs> oh, you know. You, you said that track was a 9 out of 10. Yeah, it's a 10 out of 10 compared to your band, idiot. Yeah. You know? Um, it is tough. It's a tough balance. But anyway, this is probably the longest we've gotten into a podcast now, three minutes in without talking about beer. Right. If this is yeah. your first episode you've listened to, yeah, we always start off with drinking a craft beer. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. And today... We're back to Port Rexton. It's a new one. It's called Mr. Weedy Pants. Okay. Now, Port Rexton is, we've done a bunch of their beers. They're my probably favorite brewery in our province. Uh, they're innovative. Yeah, obviously. they're one of the best yeah. breweries around. All their beers are awesome. They're fantastic. 
I don't like wheat beers, though, generally. I generally don't like wheat beers. I have had this before on tap downtown, and it was you great. You had yeah. on tap, yeah. Man, that's really good. They it can pull really off wheat. How do they do it? I know. I Jeez. find wheat beers really sickeningly sweet a lot of times. Yeah. This one's very delicious. It's got a bit of sour. You think? I don't yeah. think it's supposed to. <laughs> I don't taste any sour in there at all. It's a little bit bitter. There's something going on on my tongue. Anyway, um, that's excellent. This is really good. Yeah. Well so done, good, Port uh, Rexton. So that's Port Rexton Brewing Company. Yeah. Typical great model, too, for a brewery in Newfoundland. You know, Newfoundland's this little island in the edge of the world up, you know, kind of northeast of New York, uh, all the way yeah, up there. Very northeast. Very northeast. If you look out, like I say New York because I'm trying to globally reference it. Yeah. If you zoom out, there were that triangle there. Like, literally, you'll look at the map and go, wait, no, that triangle's been there the whole time. <laughs> Bigger than Ireland, a little smaller than England. Yeah. And um, all these jaggedy coasts with amazing fishery and, you know, community, half a million people. But this brewery, like, set up in this little plate port, Port Rexton, and they just created this thing. And now people, like, are there. Well, they're just making awesome beers. Just so, making amazing yeah. beer. They've created a little. I always find that funny because I was yeah. trying to explain where we're from to some people that were from the United States when we were in the UK for the last Maiden tour. Yeah. Uh, for the Legacy of the Beast. And they were like, oh, but we're like, we're from Eastern Canada. And they're like, by Maine? I was like, well, if you go to Maine and then drive east for two days. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is a two-day drive east from Maine. It's so, well, in a ferry. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest part. Yeah. And it's the fact that we're on an island is why we're so isolated. Yeah. You know. So, if you look at a map of North America, yeah. and go as far east as you can get, you'll see an island. And then look <laughs> as far east as you can on that island. And yeah. then you'll see a little city in Alsace. So, this is where we are. Yep. In the middle of nowhere with our funny accents yep. and our good beer. But really great beer, yeah. Excellent so, beer. Let's get into these B-sides. Some of them let's are great. Right into them. Some of them aren't so great. I have enjoyed uh, listening to them. Yeah, it is fun to listen to them. And it's different, right? Like, Maiden does some different stuff. None of these songs sound like Maiden. Yeah. Because a lot of them are, like, covers. But uh, they're pretty interesting to get into. So, the first b-side is the b-side of the holy smoke single mm-hmm. from 1990 all in your mind yeah and it's a cover of a song by a band called stray so stray was around in the early 1970s yeah and this song is from their first album and i never really knew much about them but i listened to them a bit in the lead up to this they're a pretty decent band they got a bit heavier after this first album that this song is from they're kind of, they reminded me of Hawkwind without like the psychedelic vibe to them. So I'll play you a clip of uh, the original before we get into the Maiden version. cool i like uh, i like that kind of 70s rock a lot mm. um i got a quote from rod smallwood he said uh, this was another one of steve's favorite bands at the time mm. so i think steve harris kind of picked the song to cover and they also uh were a support band they opened for maiden on the dance of death tour for some of their european dates yeah so that's cool yeah i don't think i don't think uh well let's play the maiden version Look inside your head and find a way 
I'm not a big fan of Bruce's vocals in the song. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the period, but yeah, I, it's I don't Holy like Smoke it. era. So like he's got that yeah. raspy like. Ah, it singing. actually sounds like the Holy Smoke, the exact same way he sings yeah. it. What was he doing there? I don't know. I think he was trying to be yeah. more. I think Maiden was kind of trying to get back to the roots after the Seventh Son yeah. type of thing, and they were kind of like. Uh, we want to be more like killers, so we're going to try to sound more yeah. harsh. But and he's kind of singing yeah. with this rasp to be like, I don't know. It's like, don't yeah. be Paul Diano, just be Bruce. You don't have to try to do, you know what I mean? I know, but Seventh Son, I mean, you know, we can talk about, we went through it in, in depth about the synth and all that stuff, but the vocal performance is mind-blowing. Yeah, I think mind-blowing. they were just taking a, doing a 180 and they are like, like guys, the reset button. Guys, I got to step back for a second. It's been so awesome. I'm gonna sound crap for a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it anyway. But this this cover does nothing for me. I mean, yeah, it, it's yeah. all right. It's like Maiden trying to do like a psych rock song. It's kind of cool. The guitar tones are kind of cool, mm. and I do like some of those little guitar licks in there. Like there's that one that you were saying yeah. earlier. Ree, ree, yeah, that, yeah, do, do, that, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, Yannick has some kind of cool guitar work in there. Uh, here's a clip towards the end of the song of Yannick. That's, you know, it's it's a solid cover. It's not great. It's a decent cover of a of a pretty good song. Yeah, by a band that Harris likes to fill <laughs> yeah. the backside of a single Holy Smoke, <laughs> yeah. which is wow, one of the yeah. best made tracks of all time. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that yeah. eventually. We'll, we'll get into all these tracks. But uh, here's another little uh, tidbit of a Maiden connection. Lauren Harris actually covered a stray song called "Come On Over." Okay. So that's another little uh, Maiden. Lauren semi-tie-in but i'll still give the song a, th- a thumbs up it's uh it's listenable i don't really like it i don't dislike it yeah it's i'm lukewarm on it it's the that. it's the strength <laughs> it's the strength of this b-side the next one kill me sussoir right so this is a cover for all of... that for all the people that there's sussoir means tonight yeah <laughs> that's true night, if you're not bilingual um golden earring yes so this is also a b-side to the holy smoke single from 1990 mm. so golden earring most people know golden earring they're a dutch band uh they actually started as the golden earrings and then they dropped the s after a few years and just became golden earring everyone knows radar love from 1971 they yeah excellent tune yeah um that's a classic a staple of you know classic rock radio yeah it's one of the best i'm surprised it's not an american band yeah, I really do. I always picture that as like driving like a muscle car in the dark. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Like Whenever I picture songs about like driving, yeah. like that, I always think about the United States because it's so big and you drive so long to get between places. That's right. And throwing back to the back when we had um, Jarvis on talking about Jarvis from Night Demon, I was talking about B sides, and they he was talking about they tend to do covers and you were telling me that uh, they did a cover of yes night demon yeah. does a cover of radar love yeah uh, there's a cool video of it on uh youtube if you want to look it up fantastic so golden earring yeah. that they also they're... have that song twilight zone you know that one no 
Uh, you would know it if you heard it. Yeah, because uh, a radio song, right? Yeah. I'll play you a 10-second clip of it. Awesome. So now you recognize it. I know. Hear it. Yeah. yeah. So it's been on the radio every single day. Radar Love, 1971. Forever. Twilight Zone, 1982. So it's a big span between the two of them. So I didn't realize, like, Golden Earring are one of the biggest like European bands. Like over here, I, they're like a two-hit wonder. I only, yeah. you know what I mean. But they have like 25 studio albums, a ton of live albums. Um, I think they were just huge over there, and they never really caught on over here that I know of. But this song, Kill Me to Swear is from 1975 so it's between those two hits and it's from their album switch yeah. so the golden earring version is pretty decent it's i'm not a huge fan of the lyrics and the the singing half english half french you know just sticking french lyrics. Oh. you know what i mean this like assassination do a yeah. rock and roll star it's like half english half french it just kind of sounds uh I don't know what the term ham fisted is the, 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 that word right? The only ham fisted indeed. The only positive is that you know anyone who speaks a little bit of French, as most of us Canadians do, if you've ever been to France or Quebec, and you know both great cultures and all that stuff. And I know they hate this more than we do, so I'm just like let <laughs> let, let someone butcher their language. I have some uh, relatives in New Brunswick, which is like bilingual uh, province of Canada. Yeah, and uh, I've go up to northern New Brunswick sometimes and you hear a lot of people speaking like the half English, half French. And yeah, the sentence right. will start in French and end in English. Yeah. This is what they're kind of doing in this song. It sounds really weird, but uh, here's a clip of the original by Golden Earring. So the original starts out kind of mellow like that. It has this like brooding, menacing kind of sound. And it kind of builds and builds. And they add layers of strings and cool psychedelic guitar stuff on top of it. And then it gets really intense at the end. It's kind of like a prog rocky type song. So I can see how Steve liked it because he loves like prog rock. But the Maiden version, it like loses that whole vibe that the original has. Mm. They still layer the keyboards on. I don't know. I guess that's Michael Kenny playing that. But they kind of turn it into a straight up rock song. And I don't think it really works. So Maiden kind of picks the pace up a bit, and you get some decent like bluesy soloing out of Dave Murray, but uh, they just lose the whole vibe of the original. They kind yeah. of like lose that whole feel that the original has that I like. The psychedelic kind of like menacing sound is gone, 
And Bruce, I'm not, I don't like Bruce's vocals again. And it's that Holy Smoke era, like. He's doing like the vocal raspy. fry. You know how, like, the, I've, I saw this thing about it. It's like, it's a big thing with. And I, I think, like, I've been listening back to podcasts. Sometimes I feel like I, maybe I'm doing it. But, like, there's that really, the, the stereotypical, like, it's like the um, young American, it was young American teenage women or something are doing it where they're like, uh, I always uh, speaking like this, you know, to like frying their voice, and it's it. it and I this read is a big more article. of a like pushing your voice, yeah, until it gets a fake rasp. Yeah, you which know is, what I mean. Which is the same kind of thing. These people yeah. speak down, but they do it in such a way to. And there's all these positive metrics on it, like the people that do it tend to be more conscientious and things. But oh, yeah? why do we do it, and why do we speak at, at a key? But he's he's literally stressing his vocal cords intentionally. Yeah. He yeah. is totally, and I don't like it. And it, when I don't like it yeah, at all. it's this era of this no prayer era. Yeah, I really don't like what the way that he's singing. And I know what he's trying to do, which is like I'm going to go back to like the Killers vibe. We want to get back to basics, away from the Seventh Son, like whatever, away from all that success. But I just I know I said it the last song, but I'm just like Bruce, stop trying to be Paul Diano. Yeah. Paul Diano can do this. It sounds natural when he's he does trying it. to be Paul Diano. Forcing it, he's, it doesn't sound natural. It's better. harsh on the ears. Yeah, I don't know. It's horrible. Listen to this. So, the when I, when I first listened to this, I was like, "Is this for real?" Because you know, like obviously they're not responsible for the lyrics. Yeah, that's the but other thing. Yeah, the lyrics. This this lame. this lyrics like, remember that song, "Kill Me," and the same. But then it goes on different to the clip you played. Uh, Once used by a man from Galilee, he had nothing to lose. He was king of the Jews. Secured secured his place in history. Sussoir, Sussoir, assassination, un provocateur, <laughs> one yon, two yon, and back to bed. Like what the? Yeah, I know. F? It's it's like yeah. I get it. Maybe in the right context, that's something like the seventies. Maybe he was... had nothing to lose. He was king of the Jews. Like I oh know. my god, come on, <laughs> really? It sounds like lyrics from like some sort of musical, like Jesus Christ Superstar or something. It does. Yeah, it does. It's like. It's but the original stupid. is much better than the Maiden version. I, I'm giving a thumbs down to the Maiden version, mostly because of the way Bruce sings it and the way it, they lose. Yeah. The part that I like about the original is the psychedelic vibe. And Maiden, they have like the song structures there, but they take that like weirdness out. Like, listen, this is a clip from the original. Like, listen to how cool these like guitar lines are. So I'm not sure, but it sounds almost like they recorded that and then like played it backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which Maiden has done before. I don't know. That's what's missing from the Maiden version. They play it as a straight up rock song and I don't know. I guess it's an okay cover, but yeah, I don't know. I've learned something though. What's that? Radar Love and Twilight Zone were done by the same band. Yeah. And that Ten band. Ten years apart. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that, ever since you played that clip, Twilight Zone is stuck in my head. Oh, yeah. it's just gonna... Now that would be a good Maiden song. Oh, for Maiden to cover. Yeah, the actual golden earring. They already have a song called Twilight Zone. They could call it The B-side of Twilight Zone. Zone. They should have released their song as Twilight Zone with the B-side of Twilight Zone by Golden Earring. That'd be cool. Double Twilight Zones. (laughs) That's right. 
So I get a quote from... And then another version, and they could call it the Twilight Zones. <laughs> Twilight Zones. <laughs> no, but that song is awesome. This song is horrible. Yeah. Uh, the, I don't mind the original, but the Maiden version... The parts that I do like about the original is the parts that are missing from the Maiden version. So I'm not mm. a big fan of this one. Yeah. I've got a quote from Rod Smallwood. All these quotes are taken from the liner uh, notes of the CD, which is the best of the B-sides. Yeah, which you... Two got, CD set. Yeah, which was released with a box set. Right. So right? I don't have the box set. So this was released in 2002 oh, as Do part... you even deserve a podcast for me? You don't even have the... You don't even have the box set. In I do have a Soundhouse tape. Yeah, the Soundhouse. I mean... <laughs> Anyway, just everybody check my website. I'm looking for a new co-host. And this guy's just been mailing it in lately. Phoning it in. Phoning it in. November 2002, yeah. this Eddie's Archive box set came out. Yes. And uh, it had one of the CDs was this Best of the B-Sides. That's right. And this CD has never been released uh, on its own. It's only been released as part of that box set. But I got a copy of it for like 30 bucks on eBay. Yeah. So I have a feeling that mine is an unofficial bootleg copy, even though it says like all the copyright stuff. Copyright. Yeah. You know, it just seems EMR improbable that you'd get it that good on eBay. Someone yeah, and there's the like 20 set. of them up there. <laughs> However, that is, if someone did do that, the printing quality on it is amazing. Like it's perfect. Yeah, it looks like a authentic one. Yeah. But I don't think someone, like I think the guy had like 20 of them for sale. Anyway. 30 bucks for a CD though too. Yeah, but is someone going to break up a, a 20 box set and sell all the things for like 30 bucks each? Perhaps. When the box sets go CD, for like though. 250 euros a pop? Well, CD prices have crashed. Yeah, but the box set is 250 euros to buy one. I'm trying to create a reality okay. in which you can believe you have a legitimate original. I'm trying to anyway. Help you, I'm trying to help you sleep at night here in Nesbitt. <laughs> the CD uh, liner notes have all these quotes. Every yeah. song has like a quote from, not every song, but most songs have a quote from Rod Smallwood. And this one says, along with Jethro Tull, Golden Earring were probably Steve's favorite band at the time. So this is another uh, song that I think Steve Harris loved and just wanted to cover. Yeah, but I've heard Steve Harris's favorite band like a hundred of those now. Yeah, it's true. It was the mm. same thing when we went into like... Wasn't Deep Purple like his favorite? He yeah. said like that was the best band of all time. Oh, that was Adrian and Dave. I think. And then Beckett. Didn't he love Beckett? Yeah, he loved Beckett. Yeah. And he also loved... Uh, who did King of Twilight? Nectar, the King I of mean... Twilight. <laughs> That's Look, another. I mean, yeah. Who doesn't love Nectar? I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. I really like that uh, that cover though. Yeah. That was when we did those other B side episodes. There were some good ones yeah. on there. Yeah, I mean, who's so. not into well, Nectar? Let's get on to the. Uh, oh, here's another fact. Ooh, another fact. fact. Uh, f- just a second, everybody. Drum roll, please. Here's a fact. <laughs> Rod Smallwood used to be Golden Earrings agent back in the seventies. Ooh, during the radar that. love phase. So that's another maiden connection to uh, Golden Earring. So holy smoke. Not a great song. We'll get into that when we get into the album. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Holy Smoke. Me too. Um, the B-side, I'm a little bit disappointed. The fact it's not best of the B-side is not necessarily great. Yeah. Although, we're moving in the right direction now, I think, on, on the rest of yeah. these. Oh, there's a few more coming down the pipe. Yeah. We might have a little bit of a... I'm still waiting for another like reach out to hit me or a Juanita or even... You know what I mean? I really like yeah. those B-sides. I even like King of Twilight and stuff like yeah. that from the other ones. But yeah, Next song is I'm a Mover. Yes. So this is by the band Free. Yeah. This cover. is the Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter B-side. That's right. Also from 1990. Yeah. So Free, they're an English band from the 70s. Um, I think they might be from the... When it started in the 60s, I'm not sure. Yeah. You know that song All Right Now? It's on classic rock all the time. Mm. So their lead singer 
uh, and guitar player Paul Rogers. He formed Free, and after Free broke up, they asked him to join Deep Purple when Ian Gillen left, and he didn't. And also, after Jim Morrison died, the Doors asked him to join the Doors. And he said no, and instead he formed Bad Company. That's Paul Rogers from this band Free. Uh, formed Bad Company, another little maiden tie-in, with the uh, guitar player for Mott the Hoople, who was covered on Bruce Dickinson's first solo album, Tattooed Millionaire. That's right. Yeah. But the Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, we did the history of that. That was brought back as a Bruce solo song, wasn't it? Yeah, that started on uh, as, as a Bruce solo song for the yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 5, the that's Dream Child right. soundtrack. But yeah. wasn't didn't Yannick feature on it? Wasn't that yep. it? That's right. Yep. So we did cover that on the podcast. We did. And when we did Just the, the timeline seem all off here because, yeah, this yeah. is pre-Bruce leaving, yeah. but, but he had so done So this it. isn't that version. This is yeah. the Maiden version. Cool. Um, this song is from the first free album, 1969. Uh, the original version of this song is awesome. So I love the original of this. It has a cool bass line, tons mm-hmm. of cool like guitar work. It's basically like a blues jam over like this cool riff. And has an awesome groove to it. And I love the way the Paul Rogers sings it. His voice on this is awesome. This is a clip of the original before we get into the Maiden version. Life is a game. So the original is really cool. Yeah. I really like the vibe on that song. Yeah, and ironically, we'll get into it in the next track, but um, it, it does. Every time I hear that, I just that bass line is so Zeppelin to me. It's just yeah, about it's it. the same era. It's the same genre. Yeah. They were around at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Free and Zeppelin. Maiden covers it. I, this is another example of, I think the original is better. Um, Paul Rogers' voice fits this kind of stuff better. It has like the soul to it, where Bruce mm. doesn't have that, I don't think. Bruce like kills metal songs. And he kills like the power ballady, medley type stuff. But when it comes to like really soulful blue stuff like this, yeah, I don't think he can really. I think he like he like oversings it, and I don't know. He can't stop with like the ad lib stuff over the guitars. I don't know. I don't think Bruce's singing really fits the song. So I think the original is better. I mean, Bruce does a decent version. Dave Murray's uh, guitar on it is on this song is awesome though. So I'm pretty. Uh, I'll give it a thumbs up, even though I like the original better. Yeah, I'm not. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of this tune. I think it's relatively boring. I think yeah. you know it, it does remind me of Zeppelin, but it's not Zeppelin. Like yeah. the next track, uh, it fits well with the other track on this on this B side. But I don't know. I'm not gone on it. I don't think it adds much. I mean, looking at it critically. 
like these yeah. covers. A lot of times when you do yeah. a B-side, if it's a cover mm. and you really want to like do something different or do your own spin on it. Yeah. Or like... I, I think know. I think you need to. Why take, would you listen to this and not listen to the original? That's right. You need to take a song that you can add something to or make it different, or a song like if it was a song that I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is, um, you know, I think this song's pretty good, like a Chris Cornell song, and then they like made it super maiden-y. I'd love it. Like it hit two of them. And yeah. Venn diagram. I'm right in the sweet set. Yeah. Sweet Change spot. the timing up a little bit, or do something yeah. weird with it. Yeah. Or take an obscure band that you like that none of your maiden fans know about, and then yeah. do an awesome version of it. And you yeah. go, that's great. Maybe I'll listen to the original band. Yeah. I don't find these thus far are doing that. But I'm going to totally contradict myself on the next track. But this song is... I still give the song a, a thumbs up. My, yeah. it, it's its decent. It's not great. It's not blowing my mind. But I'm still mm. waiting for a... Uh, uh, like a... Remember when we did the other episodes we had? Yeah. Like Rainbow's Gold I thought was good. Yeah. King of Twilight. Oh my god. That was like a remember year we, ago. Yeah. Remember Reach Out? I remember any of it. Like Reach Out. Why can't we get another Reach yeah. Out? Wait, was no, another reach, reach out wasn't that like an adrian song like, yeah 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 adrian sang but, but what was that uh, that was a b-side that was a b these were oh all b-sides yeah. like, i could barely remember this that so these ones ago. that we're getting into today we haven't hit like a really good one like that what was reach out wasn't that something he took from asap that's no right. it was from the uh it started as a, the no, entire was... population of hackney that's right right oh my that's god you started. have polluted me i've become a maiden <laughs> geek i remember all this stuff now I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast. Possibly the best podcast in the world. The other B-side from Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter, Communication yeah. Breakdown, Led <sighs> Zeppelin cover. Man, I gotta be honest. I don't think I ever, I, I'd heard this before we were prepping for this podcast i yeah. knew i don't know i think it came up years ago um but i've never had in a playlist and then so a i'm totally going to contradict myself on this because this is not adding a ton and it's not a great version but man i love zeppelin so much yeah and i love maiden so much that when i heard this i was just like this is awesome you i would think to this that a like ton. My, yeah. two of my favorite bands yeah like top they're like top bands would be like Maiden yeah. and Zeppelin. And you think that when they finally come together, it'd be like the best thing ever. But I don't know. I think Maiden like bit off more than they can chew with like a Zeppelin song. Maiden's style, mm. I think when they try to adapt it to covering a Zeppelin song, like it's a good, it's a good solid version. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, uh, I don't know. They do such a faithful, close rendition of the Zeppelin song. Yeah. That... To me, how do I explain this? Like, I've heard the original so many times. When you hear a cover of it, I can't help but, like, constantly compare yeah. every guitar lick, every vocal, like, phrase. I'm yeah. comparing it to the original, yeah. and it's not sounding as good to me. That's, yeah. That's... But, you know, the other the other one is, like, imprinted in my head. I've heard it thousands of times. Yeah. I've listened to the Zeppelin so much, and now when I hear a cover, if you don't change it and do your own spin on it, yeah. If you do something that sounds very, very, very similar, it just comes off as not as good to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need to take a unique take on it, I think. They do. And it's funny because that's a whole area of like neuroscience research. 
uh, where they change slight tunings on things to make people detect them to tune their brain and to just and it, and it frustrates people. So I can get that. I, this is a funny one for me. I'm a total hypocrite here because I'm yeah. just talking about how they're adding nothing and like the the Zeppelin version of communication breakdown this is infinitely better. And I'm a diehard Zeppelin fan. Right behind me has all the original pressings of one through one through four. And, you know, House of the Holy and Physical Graffiti. Yeah. And I have Celebration Day. So I have all the originals and yeah. second versions of them. I think and, you should, I'm interrupting yeah. you, but you should really get presents in through the outdoor and give them a chance. Yeah. No, I listened to them. I don't know why I just cut off there. Yeah. Like, you know, like but the, the, when we were going to do this podcast, I was like, yeah, this is what's made and that's not to me. And I kind of got my things. Like, I can't, I, I man, you can't have me doing B-sides for Led Zeppelin. I, just, I don't have enough time. Nesbitt. But they're like, not big presence in no, Into the Outdoor and B-sides. No, they're I know. They're, on they're not, later on, they're getting like too yeah. radio-y and nonsense. I don't know, man. Achilles' Last Stand is my all-time I lo- favorite I Zeppelin song. I do love song. that tune. I just watched a clip, actually, of Temple of the Dog doing that yeah. with uh, Chris Cornell singing it. They did an awesome job. It's on uh, YouTube. So let's play a clip of, before we get too deep into this, let's play yeah. a clip of Maiden version of Communication Breakdown. Bruce is, I don't know, he just doesn't do the rubber plant. Yeah, I know. I just love this. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's horrible <laughs> in every measurable way. I'm no, it's a great. decent version, and it's yeah. good. I'm giving it a thumbs up. I'm just, just saying love. I can't stop comparing it to the yeah. Zeppelin. I just love Zeppelin so much. I know. That I really want Maiden to like knock it out of the park. And I don't think they knock it out of the park. I think they do like a solid cover. Yeah. So I guess I guess the way I'd, I'd sum it up is like, I love I love like Rachel from Friends. And I love okay. Courtney Cox from Friends. And if they were to make out, I'd love that. And that's, it might not be the most best kissing I've ever seen. I just love the two of them together. I mean, I'd have a lot more of this, you know. Um, although, like, you think about, like, things like, uh, you know, some of the track names escaping. That's the other thing about, about Led Zeppelin. I'm like, where I didn't do a podcast on I know you've forced some facts down my throat. Like, yeah. I listen to every album full. Like, I mean, I, I probably can only name... Except for Presidents and In the Outdoor. Yeah, but I can probably only name, like, 10 or 20 tracks. Like, I don't know all of the tracks. Like, I don't break them down. I don't I'll tell go, you this. Yeah. In Through the Outdoor... I just listen to all the time. In the Evening yeah. is one of the most underrated Zeppelin songs. Okay, fair enough. That's awesome. I will I listen. Love, I know you think it's radio yeah. songs, but, like, Fool in the Rain and All My Love, I think, are awesome Zeppelin yeah. songs. For Your Life, Nobody's Fault But, but Mine... Yeah. It's a classic. You know what I mean? That's on presence. Yeah. Zeppelin and Maiden. Yes. Where they should intersect is Achilles' Last Stand. The Battle of Evermore. Nope. Achilles' Last Stand. Uh-huh. My favorite Zeppelin song, the first song on presence, it had the, that Maiden gallop is in there. I'd love to hear Nico take on all those drum fills. I read a bunch of books on Zeppelin, and I think that song was like six. Jimmy Page did six overdubs of guitar lines. So with the three guitarists, they could really pull it off. Some of Bonham's best drumming is on that mm. song. John Paul Jones plays an eight-string bass on it. Uh, it. It's really cool. It's like yeah, they came together and did this song. Robert Plant was in a car accident, 
and like broke his ankle and he was in a wheelchair so he's saying this in a wheelchair and that's part of the reason it's called achilles left hand Mm. and uh this is like uh jimmy page was in like totally into like the heroin and the cocaine at this point and he just like stayed up and like did this in the studio and did overdub and overdub and overdub overdub and just played this like masterpiece and i think this song totally fits the feel of iron maiden it totally has the iron maiden i think maiden could knock that song out of the park i wish they'd do achilles last stand it'd be awesome yeah b-side for the next studio album (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a little late now it's not happening but uh okay interesting i i should offline uh get a recommendation on i i i could read a zeppelin book now yeah like i, I have a, a I know bunch a, of them yeah. a bit of background yeah. on them i've never watched like uh any zeppelin documentaries or anything yeah. i just love listening to led zeppelin yeah and you know we talked about this early in the podcast but deep diving sometimes man i just man i'm busy too right like you only get so much time to, to dig into it and maiden i've loved the deep dive but other people are like oh have you read this book i'm like no no i don't have you know like i'm not doing it yeah i'm still uh scrounging for books online about maiden i think i have every maiden book do you in every edition i have like mick wall's book in the first second and third edition i'm still looking for running free that book in a there's one version of that i don't have because they keep putting out these editions where they like tack on a little extra yeah so the latest version i have is right before the power slave tour started Mm. they're talking about the upcoming power slave tour but there's another edition since then that has like an extra two chapters. And you haven't read it, and we could be talking <laughs> to our podcast listeners, and there could be information there you don't have. Nesbitt. I know, I feel like I'm letting everyone down if seriously. I don't have every... <laughs> I got the beer, I plugged in the laptop. So we both agree that uh, this Maiden does Zeppelin thing is uh, it's a thumbs up. It's, it's yes. I, I mean, I like it The more guitar playing is really good. It's the vocals that I think that really kind of... Like I said, I can't yeah. stop comparing it to the Robert Plant version. And the bring your daughter to the slaughter, like we've we've joked about that. It's a bit of a campy track, but this is a single that I'd buy, and like the cover I always picture is like I don't know something like purple is reaching out. Like there's three different there's, covers, there's a bunch to of them, three there? collectible yeah. covers to the bring your daughter to the slaughter. Anyway, this is a, this is a single that I want to buy. Yeah. yeah. You can get the seven inch or the twelve inch. I have the twelve inch at home. Yeah. Yeah. What's the difference? Uh, one's a forty-five. So it's the speed at which it plays. Yeah, and one's seven inches diameter, and one's yeah. So it's size, but because the what is it? The smaller discs they have to play slower, so they have less information. They spin faster. The smaller ones, yeah. That seems counterintuitive. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on to the next one. One yeah. more thing I just okay. wanted to say about the song. Yannick does kind of... I feel like I've been like trashing the song. But I do like it. I, I don't want to give the impression that I don't like it. Yannick, his guitar playing on this is awesome. So yeah, Yannick's uh, guitar playing is pretty cool on it. Yeah, it's excellent. So uh, yeah, uh, Maiden does Zeppelin. Yeah, so first, uh, first, well, first two tracks from the Holy Smoke, Pandem. The next two, Bring You Down to the Slaughter, we'd support yeah, buying that. I think that. they're pretty good, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, look, even though we're pulling yeah. off the The first the best, two, too, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah. 
I didn't want to come off like I was trashing them. I think they're decent, but I yeah, don't know. Maybe kill I'll me, Sisware. Maybe I'll kill you, Sisware. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, these these B sides, even though this is the best of the B sides, they're like, kind of going chronologically. Yeah, they're going chronologically. Yeah, but also like some of them, there's two tracks, um, you know, reference to the single. Like I, I assume there's not a third track we're losing. Some of them do have a third. Yeah, yeah, there's some missing B-sides yeah. as we go through these, because I'm just going by the CD. We're going by the CD, and we'll but fill we'll, the gaps. All these ones, if we skip any, we're going to we're gonna yeah. round them all up at the end. We'll do well, like a non-album track roundup. That's right. Well, when we, when, we, when we take the next one on, Nodding Donkey Blues, oh, we'll realize that whatever God. hasn't missed, hasn't made it on this best of, has a low bar. Before so, we even start talking about this, yes. I'm going to tell you there are worse Maiden B-sides than this. We haven't hit them yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're into like the Fear of the Dark. Yes. Be quick or be dead. B side. This is so. This yes. is 1992. Fear of the Dark era. It's an original. It's not a cover this time. Mm. Uh, it's got a lot of like piano playing on it. I assume with Michael Kenny. I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those joke songs that Maiden do as a B side with joke lyrics from Bruce Dickinson, like Sheriff of Huddersfield, Blackbird Blues. Remember Dive, Dive, Dive and Zulu Lulu from Tattooed Millionaire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the 90s hit, and Bruce decided he wanted to be funny. <laughs> Wait, now, Zulu Lulu. <laughs> yeah, yeah I remember that? Oh, my God. But, like, the 90s hit, and Bruce decided he wanted to be, like, a comedian. Yeah. So you get all this cheesy stuff on Tattooed Millionaire, and you get this. And he wrote that book. And he wrote, book. Yeah, yeah, he wrote Lord Iffy Boat Race. Yes. Which I read half of, and I couldn't finish, because it it's just, like, oh, it's just, like, this Bruce trying to be funny and i'm just like oh enough and i have the sequel called the missionary position too which i haven't read yet yeah. I, I can't bring myself to read it no. i just didn't find it funny at just all just lie back and it's like bruce got into this in. like you know what i mean he got into like the 90s and he was like i'm just gonna everything's gonna be a funny joke and everything's gonna be like a, a i'm gonna make some innuendos and i, I don't yeah, like bruce. it when bruce is being funny like maiden just do your music and be yeah, awesome. No, be no, awesome like you are on the albums. I know the B-sides, I guess they're trying to show another f- side of the band mm. or something. But I don't know. No innuendos. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> Calm down, 90s Bruce. <laughs> but this song started as a Samson track. Um, there's a piano solo in the middle of the song and Bruce is like... What? This started as a Samson a track? Samson track. This is an actual track. I think Samson maybe needs to play it i don't know i don't think it was on an album yeah, but like my mouth. so uh there's a part in the middle where bruce is like in the middle of this song where bruce is like should be some sort of guitar solo here uh during the piano solo yeah. and that's because sam when samson did it there used to be a guitar solo there it's like a reference back to the uh samson version i'll play you a clip of this before we get into it um i apologize in advance this is a <laughs> i can't stand this song I'm gonna get there soon. All right, here we go. Oh. There should be some kind of guitar solo here. So I'm not a fan of this one at all, man. I can't stand yeah. rock and roll piano. It's the same reason that I, I'm a huge Kiss fan, and I can't stand Christine 16, because I hate that, like, ding, 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 like that. 
rock and roll piano thing. Oh, I'm kidding. It almost got that like rolly same sound where they just make up the lyrics. Yeah, on it's the like fly, a generic. Like... It's like they're doing a yeah. generic blues riff. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah, and he has lyrics like she's got legs like an airship. Yeah. And he mentions the Hindenburg. So one one positive, the only positive I can think of about the song. There's one lyric where he's like, you could have sailed the Hindenburg through her legs and never even have landing permission. He like throws yeah. it off as like a joke lyric. So someday if you ever want to stump someone on Iron Maiden uh, mm. trivia, you can be like, what's the first song Maiden ever wrote about a famous air- airship? Yeah. And they'll be like, Empire of the Clouds. And you'll be like, no, Nodding Donkey Blues. Nodding Donkey. <laughs> or, you know, Nodding Donkey Blues, hashtag Iron Maiden's hashtag Me Too moment. <laughs> yeah. And there's fat shaming in it. There's fat shaming. It's like, uh, she's so big. I'm like, oh my God, get over it. Yeah. Horrible. So if you want to be annoying and and defeat someone in uh, Maiden trivia with a technicality. If you're winning Maiden trivia with Nodding Donkey Blues references, then you're not actually winning anything. That's true. Yeah. There used to be a show, uh, a British TV series called The Paradise mm. Club. And Bruce has a cameo in one episode. And he's kind of playing himself. He's like playing a rock star. And he's like standing up and he's playing Nodding Donkey Blues basically with different lyrics in front of a yeah. bunch of people in the opening scene of the show. Yeah. So this song is actually. Uh, he's, he's, playing, playing, he's playing. I think himself. it's I think it's Nodding Donkey Blues. Yeah. Although it's such a generic blues riff that this could be like a hundred other blues songs. So, yeah. I don't know. This is like one of their worst B-sides, I think. Yeah, when you it's when terrible. you when you get on a movie and you're a singer of a band, yeah, yeah. Um, unless you're playing yourself, you're just pigeonholed. You know, it's like yeah. that'd be like uh, Josh got on uh, the show and he was working on a computer. He's a computer genius. That's basically <laughs> saying I'm a computer. You know, like it's nonsensical. So anyway, I'm not a big fan of this uh, B side. My favorite main track of all time behind Hollywood. <laughs> the song? No, I hate it. Oh, this is your least favorite so yes, far. Yes, I'm okay. just trying to see if you're paying attention. Okay. I hate this. There's a there are there are worse. There are worse. We will get to worse B sides like, before we're done with all the B sides. I'm, I'm looking a at a few it. episodes from now. Is that a giant writing credit for everybody? Yeah, well, it's just a jam basically. So. Harris, I think they gave everyone yeah, a, a everyone, credit. Yeah. So Rod Smallwood said they played some gigs as the Nodding mm. Donkeys. So they used to call themselves the Nodding Donkeys as like a pseudonym before before touring when they used to do these warm-up gigs you know how they they played a few gigs as charlotte and the harlots they used to give themselves like a fake name and do like a few warm-up shows no i didn't know this okay one. so this is where the nodding donkey name came from i think and i don't know maybe yannick and dave maybe play some decent guitar on this but like i can't bring myself to listen to it and pay enough attention to it to analyze it it's just it's a throwaway it's a joke song when you're these... wasting the b-side space on the b-side yeah. of an album with this girl. Fair enough. Yeah. So now we've covered Nodding Donkey Blues on the podcast. I will probably never, ever listen to the song again. I yeah. dislike it that much. Yeah. Unless we mess up the recording. <laughs> we have to record this again. <laughs> record it again. Um, next one, Space Station number five. Right. So this is Be Quick or Be Dead, B-Side, 1992. Yeah. Uh, this is a Montrose cover. Yeah. So Montrose, 70s band, California. Sammy Hagar's band before he joined Van Halen. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I'm only familiar with one album. I have the Paper Money album mm. at home on vinyl. It's the one that has I've Got the Fire on it, which Maiden also covered back in the Diano days. Remember? And that was like, yeah. we did that on, I think, the first B-side episode that we did. And we both agreed that it was like awesome. Yeah. Um, this is another Montrose cover. 
Uh, it's from the first Montrose album. This is a clip of the original Montrose Space Station number five. The original is pretty awesome. The original actually starts with like these long, spacey effects at the beginning, this weird intro. Kind of like mm-hmm. how Satellite 15 starts Final Frontier. Yeah. Maiden skips that and goes straight into like the, the riff and starts the song. But I think they hit the riff a bit too fast. Yeah. And they kind of ruin the cool groove of the song. So here's a clip of uh, the Maiden version. I feel so loud. Have I ever seen this day? It's here. Up to that point, it's still, I think it's a really solid, rocking Maiden cover tune. I wish Bruce wasn't singing in that raspy voice again. Like, Sammy Hagar sounds way better, I think, on the song. Sammy Hagar has, like, a natural rasp. Yeah. And I feel like Bruce is forcing it. I have a clip here where I compare the two vocal styles. Stars without suns move about The future's in the skies above me i like the sammy hager vocal delivery better yeah. yeah i don't know i think bruce's you know vocals are a different level that you could think be the recording but no i i'd agree that the other thing is you got to realize you're biased by the the person that defines the song yeah i suppose yeah yeah because I, mean, I do know the original i'm pretty familiar with the original i'm not a big fan of this raspy forced yeah. raspy bruce style and yeah. it, whenever i hear it it just kind of it's a bit of a turnoff you know, that Bruce, you're killing Nesbitt's boy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, up to this point, I think it's a very, very solid Maiden cover. Thumbs up for me until, until we hit the part. Ugh. And right at the end of your clip, you could hear him just starting to do it. Right. So this what the is, hell is he doing? This is what me and Josh are talking about. So up to there, you have like an awesome cover, yeah. and then he just ruins it. I don't care. The original has lyrics there. Bruce didn't know the lyrics. Just go write, listen to the song, write down the lyrics, and like yeah. sing the lyrics. Don't, I don't know. It's like you have this 
perfectly normal cover. It's awesome. Yeah. And then Bruce is like, boom, I'm going to turn it into a joke. And yeah, you ruin it. it. And it's such a B-side thing. It's such a, like, you know, a box set slash live disc thing where you have this track that's going well or going great. And it just, like, it's almost like they stop caring or just go off and do crap. Yeah, and I feel bad because the rest of the band is really nailing it. Yeah. And then Bruce has to do that. And even at the end, he puts this in. But, uh, yeah, anyway, a decent cover ruined by Bruce's crap. It is, it is. <laughs> but the saddest thing for me with this is uh, Not in Donkey Blues and Space Station Number 5 are the B-sides for what signal? Be Quick or Be Dead. Yeah, which, which you love, right? Is one of my favorite Maiden songs. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. See, I wouldn't put it in my top 50. I'm not a huge big I know, but fan. I just love That's the quick cool pace, riff, but I don't right? know. Yeah. I love it. It's just like, be quick or be dead. I caught me early. Yeah, it's a, it feels like a ripoff when you, yeah. you the single for your like one of your favorite songs has like really crappy B-sides. Yeah. But I don't know. So that's, I don't know, man. This is about as much of these B-sides as I can handle for one episode. <laughs> I know. How was the beer? <laughs> the beer was good. The best wheat beer I think we've had. This yeah. Is, we don't have many. Are, do we skew our beer too much towards hoppy beer? Uh, we just, I don't know. We drink what we like and that's it. Yeah, I could just see someone writing in being like, I like your I like, I like your, your podcast, podcast. But there's too much hoppy beer and way too much Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. When are you guys finally gonna get on to yeah. you know a little Michael Why Jackson? Do some, uh, nice Maybe Pilsner's. A, a nice Pilsner and a Michael Jackson <laughs> tune. Anyway, uh, Maiden B sides, they're n- some of them are great. Yeah. Some of them are decent. Yeah. Some of them are pretty good. Some of them are like crap. We happen to hit like some not great ones today. Yeah, but I, you know what? Like we've we've prepped the whole side of the list, so we'll get we'll get back to it when we get a break yep. in our schedule. Yep. Um, but I like to throw one of these episodes in every now and then. Yeah. Kind of you know round up a few of these B sides, yeah. talk about them, then get back into like the good maiden. But one thing I will say is the rest of this B side, like the, of the of the second disc of the best of the B sides, the ones that we prepped for this. The Doctor Doctor cover is amazing, and yeah. then there's all of the Blaze stuff, and there's a yeah. bunch of live stuff, and then there's some live Bruce yeah. plays, and all that stuff I I love. Yeah, right, we, so do, there's a lot of good. Do we have the explicit already? No, we don't. We don't. Okay. Well, I love it. So I'll, I'll something yeah. love it. So there's a bunch of yeah good B sides to come. There's yes. a lot left. At least two more episodes left that there's we can do. There's a few do. bad ones too. But we'll uh, we'll space these out every few weeks. A few months from now, maybe we'll do like another B sides episode and just like. Yeah. But they're fun to throw in every now and then. Good beer, good tunes. Talkingmaiden.com. Get us on there. Follow us on Facebook. Follow yeah. us on Twitter. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. If you're listening on internet radio, subscribe to us on iTunes, podcasts, whatever. Talkingmaiden.com. Until next time, up the irons and down the hose.